Welcome to Books on the Ridge, a production of Mount Zion Ridge Press, home of Books Off the Beaten Path. This is a podcast for our readers to get to know the authors of our books and look between the pages and behind the scenes. Plus, at the start of each month, we will offer readers a limited time code for a discount on the featured book. Your hosts are the co-owners and managing editors of Mount Zion Ridge Press. Hi, I'm editor of Mount Zion Ridge Press, Tamerlan Craft, and this is my, what should I call her? My savior, the one who gets me out of lots of trouble, the one who picks up all the pieces that I drop. You want to introduce yourself, Michelle? You're not talking about me. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the troublemaker. I'm the one who comes up with ideas and you say, no, that won't work. Well, that's true, too. (laughs) Partners in crime. Let's put it that way. That's right. I'm Michelle Levine, co-troublemaker, co-guilty party at Mount Zion Ridge Press. And today we are so excited. I'm almost want to, you know, bring the suspense out further because this is such a great author of ours. Uh, This award-winning author began her writing career in second grade with homage to Scooby-Doo. Oh, I love Scooby-Doo. That was my favorite when I was a kid. And she's been tracking down mysteries ever since with her young adult, Cozy Mysteries. So please welcome J.P.C. Allen. Our book for today is A Shadow on the Snow, a Ray... Riley Mystery Book One. It is a young adult cozy mystery, and it is a small town mystery with a dash of romance and the promise of hope. I want to tell you the code because you are all going to want to run out and get this book as soon as possible. If you go to mountzionridgepress.com, you can get $1 off any of her books in any format that means ebook print audiobook whatever and you can get that $1 off till September 30th with this code the code is m as in mount z as in zion r as in ridge p as in press s h a d O W like shadow. So it's Mount Zion Ridge Press Shadow M Z R P Shadow all caps. And I am just so excited about this book and this author. We love her to death. We love her stories. And apparently we're not the only ones because there are some reviews up and I kind of uh stalked the reviews and pulled out a few lines. One person said the characters are real and vividly described. I couldn't put it down when I wasn't reading. I kept thinking about the possibilities and analyzing the relationships involved. Another person said it read quickly and I didn't want it to end. Thankfully, I did get to read it first because once I finished it, I haven't seen it again. My teens took it and decided to give it a read as well. And it's still being passed around. 
And then another reviewer said, when I started to read this novel, I quickly found myself caught up in the story. The storyline kept me in suspense, wanting to know who was Ray Stalker. Moreover, I found myself wanting to read more about Ray, her father, Mao, her grandmother, as well as her brothers. Hurting people fill the pages of this book, but mended relationships bring the story to life. I am so happy to have you, Jen. We love you. Well, thanks for having me. Okay. Well, I have to say that I got to be the editor for this book, and it was a lot of fun. Sometimes I had to back up a few pages because I was just reading it instead of editing it, (laughs) which is always a good sign. We knew Jennifer was going to be uh, a great addition to the Mount Zion Ridge Press family, even before she turned her book in, because um, we both know her from American Christian fiction writers. And she had a story in our very, very, very first anthology, which was our launch I uh, won't go into the whole long involved story of how <laughs> how we came about when we decided to finally open the doors to submissions. We didn't exactly threaten Jennifer, but we did make it very clear <laughs> that we want your books. <laughs> so I'm happy you wanted them. <laughs> Since I did mention your story in the anthology, why don't you tell us about the short story that kind of launched Ray's story and brought about Shadow in the Snow? Well, I heard about Mount Zion Ridge Press putting together a Christmas anthology of Christmas fiction, and I had an idea kicking around, and then I found out on December 1st I had two weeks to write a short story that was at least 5,000 words. And the last short story I wrote for my Mount Zion Ridge Press was 4,000 words, and that took me two months. So I was in a bit of a panic, but, and, and this was December 1st. So I was getting ready for Christmas. My in-laws were coming. I was teaching Sunday school, but I told my husband I wanted to go for it. And I felt the Holy Spirit come on me in a way I've never experienced before or since. And so I wrote a 10,000 word short story in two weeks and fell in love with the characters and was so thrilled when Mount Zion Ridge Press accepted it for the Christmas anthology. I mean, I was working on the Christmas mystery and already thinking about what's going to happen next to these characters. So I was, I was getting ready to write the novel. That's great. And I am so glad you decided to write a full length novel. Why don't you tell us about your new book, Baby, A Shadow in the Snow, and how it all started, and maybe the general overview or theme for our readers. Well, um, A Shadow in the Snow starts with Ray, my teen detective. She's 19, receiving a a threatening anonymous note. And um, she's just found out who her father is. She's just getting to know him and her new family. And She's afraid that if they know about the trouble she's in, they won't want her around. Everything's going so great, she doesn't want to mess it up. So she decides to investigate on her own. But that may cost her the father she's always wanted. And I wrote that it that way because they always say, what is your main character's greatest fear? 
And her greatest fear is losing this family she's now has now found because her mother is gone. And it was the biggest stakes I could think of at the moment. And it also, the core of the story is Ray's relationship with her father. It's a lot of fun to write. And I want to develop that more after we kicked it off, after I kicked it off in uh, Rose from the Ashes. Oh, I love the relationship between her and her father. It's so good. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, A Rose from the Ashes, that was in our uh, Christmas Off the Beaten Path anthology that we put out? Well, I, I love Christmas mysteries. I'm a huge mystery fan. And some of the best mysteries ever written are Christmas mysteries. Sherlock Holmes had one. Hercule Poirot had one. So the idea of writing a Christmas mystery was a huge attraction for me. And when I came down to it, I, I, I started with the wrong perspective and I realized it was really Ray's story. And so I started with a 19 year old Ray Riley knows she needs to fulfill her late mother's dying request, but she also needs to discover who her father is and who tried to murder her pregnant mother 20 years ago on Christmas Eve. And if her father and the attacker are one and the same. And then it was just a matter of coming up with suspects. All the while, she's trying to find a family. She's alone in the world now. And she's real willing to risk it all because she is looking for a potential murderer in order to find her father. So you did say, you did mention to us that you are working on the next book. We're not putting any pressure on you, (laughs) but um, what can we expect in future books? The growth of the relationships, maybe is Ray going to fall in love or, you know, you've, you've had her kind of attracted to a couple different uh, police officers. Is she going to stick with lawmen or is she going to find somebody else? (laughs) What's what's, what can we look forward to in the next couple books, three books, four books, five books? I'm hoping there'll be that many. A Shadow in the Snow ends on Good Friday. And my next novel, the working title is A Storm in Summer. And it begins on Memorial Day. And because and Ray's about to turn 20. So over the course of the series, you're going to see her grow up. And you're going to, to see her relationships change. But like I said, the core of the story is her relationship with her father. So maybe she'll get married. Maybe he'll get married. Maybe they'll change jobs. But their relationship is what's going to tie everything together. In A Storm in Summer, it starts off with two problems. The ex-wife, family friend, Jason Carlisle, appears with her new fiancé, claiming that her youngest child she had with Jason actually isn't Jason's. It's this fiance's and they want this little girl. Also Ray's father's family has an outlaw branch to it. And her con man uncle has come back to the County. And the two uh, problems intertwine where uh, the ex-wife disappears. And that means Jason and his brother Rick are prime suspects. And also the con man, Uncle Uncle Troy, is hinting with Ray that 
maybe she's calling the wrong member of the family dad because Troy knew her mother when she lived in the county. So the stakes are way is wondering, you know, have, did my mom make a mistake? Was she wrong with who she thought my dad was? And would he still want me if there was a mistake? Ooh, I can't wait to read it. That sounds wonderful. There's a lot of different aspects that you bring out in this novel about Ray. And basically, you really put flesh on her bones in a way, writing the story. So she becomes a real person. And one of her biggest interests or hobbies I noticed was photography. How does that interest relate in your life? Or did you just research about cameras? I've always enjoyed taking photos. I don't have any training. I would like to take some classes on it. When I was writing A Rose from the Ashes, you know, the second or third time through, I realized that my main character was the least interesting person in the story. So I needed to flesh her out. And I thought about her being a photographer because it'd give her a way of looking at the world that would be vivid for the reader. And it also lends to her being an amateur detective. She notices details. Uh, I also, I've always been fascinated with how the light plays across the landscape to set a mood or how color and light in a room sets a mood. So I, I like looking for those kind of photographs. I like putting memes on and looking for just the right photograph to go with those. Wow, that sounds wonderful. So I guess that went along right with your cover how uh, you, uh, I gave you some choices and you picked this cover with the shadows and the light and the shadows and everything. That, that picture you sent me was just, it was so perfect. It had the rural landscape, the wintry landscape, a very moody lighting. It, it was wonderful. It works real well. It catches the attention. You know, anybody who's just even just, you know, the little thumbnail on the on the screen in the catalog catches the attention and, and they want to click on it and say, OK, what is this? <laughs> That's what we want. Well, people judge a book by its cover. Well, <laughs> yeah. but you got to catch their attention with the cover. Right, right. Covers do tend to sell books and yeah. then good writing keeps people reading Coming after back. they buy it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and okay. with this book, the good writing definitely kept people reading and wanting more. Definitely. So what led you to decide to make this a young adult, to have your character you know, under the age of 20, as opposed to somebody like who's just gotten out of college, who's a little more established in the world? Well, originally it was because her age is a key to how I build the mystery and arose from the ashes. I don't want to say more than that, but she had to be that age for the clues to work. But I've always written from a teen point of view. I'm not sure why it just seems natural, maybe because there's so much potential in a teen character to grow. I know adults grow. I know I do, but I think I find it easier to write about a teen learning and growing and maturing more than an adult. It just, it seems natural. I don't try to fight it. Although for a short story I recently wrote, 
for another anthology, I wrote from a male adult character's point of view. And that was very refreshing. And I hope I pulled it off. So, so that when I went back to be Ray, uh, it felt new again. So uh, the events or the people in this cozy mystery, A Shadow in the Snow, mirror mm-hmm. real life or maybe your life or maybe even someone else's. And of course, if someone would be offended if you said, yes, I wrote that person into the book as the <laughs> villain, <laughs> you don't have to mention them but or their names. But uh, anything you want to say about how this mirrors real life as far as the characters? Oh, I don't have any characters that are exact copies of real people. A lot of the characters has, have aspects of myself. Ray has one half-brother, Aaron, who's very enthusiastic and into science, and that's very similar to my oldest son at that age. Ray has an aunt, Janine, who has uh, a lot of characteristics of my youngest sister. Probably the most interesting real-life parallel in my characters is Ray's great-grandfather, Walter. I didn't have a real character in mind when I started writing him. And um, I didn't, he's a very big elderly man. I didn't know any big elderly men. So I, as a placeholder, I put Clint Eastwood, just shoved him in there until I could think of something better. And the strange thing was he morphed as I wrote and took on all these characteristics I didn't expect. And when my youngest sister read it, first she said, well, he acts like a bad John Wayne. I thought, well, that's a fair description. And then later she said, you know, he acts like a mean version of my dad's dad, my mom's dad. And I thought, you may be right. And I never even planned it. But he has certain qualities that my grandpa had. But my grandpa was a very funny, kind man, uh, not big. I don't think he was ever told him five foot six. But certain characteristics showed up in Walter from him. And uh, I didn't even plan that. Well, that works. He's he's an interesting character. And you got to consider what kind of man is the patriarch of a family that is so different. All like you said, the outlaw branch, of the family and then the sheriff, you know, who's in the same family. It's kind of like the sheriff and his mother are the black sheep of the family. Yeah, it makes sense, you know, to have that kind of a man as the patriarch of this group of people. I'm glad it makes sense. <laughs> but Walter, Walter is a ton of fun to write. I, I, I'm not sure why, but it, it's just, he's fun to write. I try to put him in this, as many situations that make sense. Is Ray going to get to know her grand, great-grandfather a little better? Are they going to become yes. friends or maybe grudging allies? They will get to know each other better. And, and you're not going to let the cat out of the bag, huh? (laughs) It'll it'll grow over the course of the stories that there's more to Walter than just being mean. Yeah. That's great. This is all for today, but remember we have a code. And if you use this code, you can get a dollar off any of Jen Allen's books. And that includes ebook, audiobook, print at mountzionridgepress.com. 
And the letters are M-Z-R-P-S-H-A-D-O-W. That's Mount Zion Ridge Press initials, M-Z-R-P, and then the word shadow, and that is all cap. And we are looking forward to continuing this interview next week to hear more of what Jim has to say about her wonderful mysteries. That code is good till September 30th. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to Books on the Ridge, a production of Mount Zion Ridge Press, home of Books Off the Beaten Path. Check our website, www.mountzionridgepress.com for more information. Please consider subscribing to support this podcast, plus receive regular updates and more discounts as our way of saying thanks. Please come back next week for the second part of our chat. Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time. We certainly did.